Hey, right on Olympic fans. This is, well, is it the Canucks Outsider? No, not really. I guess it's the Olympic Outsider. This is Dave Thorvald here with Mark Summers. How's it going, Summertime? Hey, it's going pretty good. A little summer in the winter is always good. Oh, man. It is looking almost like summertime here from our perch up here in the North Shore. You know, the Mount Baker is uh, even visible down there in the States. The mountains all around are shining, and it's a beauty day. Absolutely gorgeous. Couldn't think of a nicer day to be sitting inside watching the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's nothing better in my book than watching the Olympics. And, of course, I was at Salt Lake City 2002, and I was really hoping to be there. But, you know, in some ways, you can really get uh, a whole different perspective watching it from the TV and getting us even more geared up for 2010, which, you know, we were going to be at a lot of events. Big time, yeah. I hope to be uh, to as many different sporting events in 2010 as possible. That's my, that's my goal. <laughs> Excellent. It's a worthy goal, to be sure. Now, some of the things that have been catching my eye as I've been watching the coverage, and, you know... Well, first of all, I think absolutely there's no excuse why they don't have a 24-7 Olympic channel where they're showing the sports in full context, in full length, and really taking that experience there. Because I don't know yeah. why there has to be only one TV channel in each country has the exclusive rights. They put some B footage on some other ones, but it's probably going to be nuts. Give me the Olympics all the time. I know, I know, and what's really frustrating is you come home and you turn on the local news at 5 or 6 o'clock, and right away they're like, because of a ban, we can't show you. They can only show you still pictures. I mean, after all, they're trying to sell this, this product which is the Olympic Games. I mean, let's make it accessible to everybody. I, I don't see why they, they should have every sport streaming on the web. Why not? I think absolutely. And I, as a consumer, I, I dropped down 100 bills this quick to have all kinds of access into streaming video footage. And, you know, I, I got on another discussion to, to digress here a little bit, but this is an interesting topic, I think, that, uh, um, you know how at the opening ceremonies, I don't know if you saw any of that, but all sorts of athletes are down with their camcorders yeah. and their stuff and their little devices right sure but they're specifically prohibited from publishing any of that stuff even on community for nonprofit just to share with their family or friends or doing any kind of blogging you know doing a web blog and right. a lot of these athletes they do that regularly and now they have to put up a thing saying because of IOC regulations we can't do this but I think that would be the coolest most intimate footage having the athletes own personal video diaries of, of the events oh yeah I mean what a fantastic idea it go one further I mean the hockey team, for example, you could have individuals off Team Canada going in and, and adding to their blog after each, you know, uh, pre-medal game or, or something along those lines. I think it's yeah, a fantastic the, the idea. The Canucks team and, is doing it. I love watching yeah. reading the Canucks blog. Of course, yeah, yeah. Anson Carter, Richard sure. Park. Uh, yeah, Steve Tambellini wrote something before he we went to the Olympics. I mean, the public in this day and age with technology and communication the way it is, I mean, why the blackouts or the bans or what have you? I mean, what are they protecting? Yeah, and it really seems like the TV coverage is still trying to cater to an older audience and instead of really bringing in uh, the, the fast-paced action and, and cutting to the chase like the, uh, the youthful generation. I don't know why there's not several varieties of the Olympic coverage. Very, very much so, and I love the fact that CBC has the uh, apropos announcer with apropos sports, such as yeah. curling and Don Whitman. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, perfect. I'm Don Whitman. I mean, come on. Let's yeah, get with really the times. Good. Let's he's spice really it good. up. Take a, take a page out of the Americans. You turn it on NBC. They've got their best guy, Bob Costas, on there. But, I mean, they've got a little more young, with it people doing the events. And it's time to get with the times. Yeah, indeed. Uh, some of the things that have been catching my eye... And now I'm not a figure skating fan, but that gutty performance by that 82-pound Chinese chick the other day, oh she takes gosh. a gainer on the ice. And anyone who's played hockey or anything, even with your hockey shorts on, you, you, you hit the ice hard and you're like, oh, jeez, you know. Big time. Oh, and this man. And this little, like you said, 82 pounds with skates on soaking wet. <laughs> 
I mean, this little waif of a girl, the guy chucks her up about 10 feet in the air. She lands squarely on her knees as a complete split. I thought right away, you know, like a hockey injury, it would be a torn knee or something. Oh, yeah. And, the, and, the, and she comes yeah. back and wins a silver they medal. They stop the music and everything, yeah. and then they start back up. They sort of coast to position of the jump, and they nail it. Yeah. Silver medal? Incredible. You know, the whole power of having that pressure off you, you know, the, 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 the snowboarding, the, the half-pipe snowboarding, talk about a sport that's just raising the bar every Olympics. The sport has entirely reinvented itself. Oh, yeah, completely. And, I mean, I'm not a, I don't know enough about the, the details and the mechanics. I'm sure some of our viewers would know a lot more than I do. But to see these women pulling these 720s and 540s and, I mean... I, I was totally blown away. 17-foot deep pipes. Oh. Even dropping in there. Oh, yeah. And then they're blasting out of it even higher. They're coming up 18 feet out of it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, when the young American girl Teeter had her... She had her, her gold medal, and, and Sean White, for that matter, had their gold medal wrapped up, so they had a second run just to go down there for glory. And Hannah Teeter goes and scores an even better... Score! I saw that. That that was pretty phenomenal. Where she could have just taken the safe road and gone down and done a couple easy tricks. Why the hell not? I mean, you got the world. You're on the world stage. I mean, go for it. Is there a better feeling for 19? Any any age, not just 19. To writing down in front of all the people, the whole world's watching. You're just cruising down to collect your gold medal. Cha cha cha. I was a little disappointed though, Dave. Uh, There wasn't much Canadian contingency in those snowboarding events. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm blown away. With all the snowboarding culture here in this country, I mean, I thought snowboarding was one of those things we practically invented, you know, and and it seems like we do also do well in the freestyle skiing disciplines. Yes. Moguls and and such not. Yeah. That it seems like that would be a natural fit for some Canadians to be up there tight, but neither in the men's nor the women's. Uh, There's Finns. I think the Finns or the Norwegians have to be the best per capita winter Olympians, too. I tell you, they're just winning They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. And um, uh, the Swedes, too. I mean, again, another small country that puts out tons and tons of medal performances every time there's an Olympic Games. Unbelievable. Now, this this time last Olympics... um, Canada has kind of gotten off to a slow start. Wasn't winning too many medals, and everyone's starting to grumble. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> and the people who were expected to win medals weren't necessarily meddling. And then as the Olympics progressed, we just started racking up medals in all these sports, and all these new heroes were born out of the uh, adversity. That's right. And uh, it seems like we might have a duplicate pattern coming along, I hope. Um, with the exception, of course, of young Jennifer Heil scoring the gold on the right first the day bat. in one of the very first oh, events of the Games. Cheers to her, eh, by the way. And cheers. Good Alberta girl. <laughs> so. But uh, Jeremy, a good Alberta boy, Jeremy has spoken and Jeremy is broken. Jeremy's What's broken? Going? What happened to Witherspoon? And, and, and that's another thing. Maybe you fault the media for hyping these favorites so much. Uh, you know, much like that poor hurdler, the woman in, in the uh, Summer Games, who was the overall favorite. Oh, the Wainer's speaking. The Wainer, had, we're watching the TV oh. coverage. The Wainer has come in. He just showed up. He just showed up. Uh, well, you know. Walter's there, too. Walter, <laughs> Walter Gretzky is in Torino, ladies and gentlemen. There's Pat Quinn, and he's chewing gum. Oh, my goodness. So we'll get to the Wayne topic later, man, because, you know, the Wayne yeah. thing, I got some words about that whole situation there for sure. And do I. But, uh, Jeremy, there's got to be a new speed skating hero to emerge for 2010 because Mike Ireland is coming seventh, and he's coming seventh. And that's a great effort. It's fantastic, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't mean in any way to belittle what these guys are doing, but Jeremy has sure. been the World Cup winner for like everything and he's a favorite every other event and he goes yeah. in and dominates yeah 
but uh, no go, <laughs> no go on uh, on the Olympics for him. So. Excuse me. Well, I I think that the fall that he had and when he when he stri- when he was striding out of the the start gate at the Salt Lake Olympics, yep. he had hired a sports psychologist, and and it sounds like I mean that would be a pretty big block in your mind to get past. You know, your first three four steps in the Olympics. Now again, I don't want to make excuses and I don't want to harp on this guy. Uh, but let's face it; these guys are talking one hundredths of a second difference. Yeah, in some it's of these m- times. tiny, it tiny differences. Amazing, how totally yeah, close it is. The thing that troubled me, I suppose, is that after a week first run, you know, the five hundred meter event is judged on the cumulative combi- combined uh, time of Easy the two for runs, you to say. which now they do on the same day, which they didn't used to. But that's another story. That's right. But uh, after he was, he had did post up a great time in the first run. He seemed incredibly under-motivated in the second run. And, of course, you know, I could get all around the lap in about 20 minutes probably, right? Sure. But sure you could, Dave. <laughs> it was just <laughs> with my walker. With your little walker? And oh, my hockey skates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen <laughs> Magnuson <laughs> Arena, best <laughs> circa 1975, buddy. Uh, but it's Sorry, tough. Harry and, Jerome? Or which, Harry which, Jer- which, well, which, I go to which, both. Okay. I, I, I slid around to the different rinks, man. You're uh, you're a rec center hoe, aren't you? You pay the 19 <laughs> bucks a month and you just totally. use that stuff as Automatic much. deduction. Yeah. We've been to Griffin. We've been to them all, man. <laughs> We're all about the uh, the community recreation, especially the ones with the steam rooms. Ah, oh, yeah. very important. Yeah, I do equal time sauna and steam room for all the time I spend working out. It's, it's a very important part of my routine. But we need a new speed skating hero to rule... The Oval at, in Richmond, because we're building a new Oval and we need a Canadian hero That's to right. emerge. And the Americans are finding them from inline skating. There's all these American hotshots. They're, they're, they're rolling on all these great skaters, and they're all coming from inline skating. So Good point, Dave. Very good maybe point. Maybe we should be scouting down at the seawall, find some good inline skaters. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys down on Demon, they're at it every day out there in their tight shorts running around the wall. I mean, I'm sure if we gave them a four-year window to train, get up and running, and pitter-patter, yeah, get out Yeah, some Petro-Canada oh, commercials. Oh, it's uh, a beauty. Think of the sport they'd have down in the West End. It'd be fantastic. Quick, hand me the phone. On the phone to my agent. Not we that have an there's idea. anything wrong with that. I'm just poking fun, people. Uh, snowboarder but, chicks rule. What? Yeah, I was just comment? gonna one comment yes. I was gonna say while we we're talking about the speed skating, and again, I don't profess to be a professional uh, regarding speed skating, but even uh, Apollo Ono, the U.S. gold yeah. medalist from Salt Lake, yeah. uh, he had a bad fall uh, in his first race. I don't know how he stands right now, but there again is a classic example, you know, of how cut and dry that 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 sport really is. Yeah, you mean there was a disqualification in short track speed skating? There, uh, yes. there was an incident. Someone got disqualified in a race. Blow the horn, people! <laughs> it happened. I tell you, that's a wild sport to watch. It it's, really is. And did you see the speeds that they're traveling? Some of these thirty yeah. kilo, uh, thirty miles per hour. I think think it was because I was watching an American channel. They're doing 40, 50K on skates. And Unbelievable. A, and a tiny little oval. Unbelievable. And, you know, this kid, uh, this American kid, Cheek, that uh, won the gold in the, you know, in the 500. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he came from short track. And so now short track is going to start getting maybe a little bit more of respect from the, from the Olympic purists who still look at it as like that, uh, that, uh, that uh, roller derby for the uh, Canadians and the Asians. I see. Uh, yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> So now uh, the Canadian women uh, have been have been rolling. The Sweden did get a goal against them today. You talking hockey now? Talking hockey. I'm sw- switching to hockey. Okay. Do you got someone else? Well, what else have you been watching? No, I was going to say yeah. because I, I was just in the middle of watching Finland was up three to one against the U.S. women. Right on. In the second, in the second intermission. Oh, they might be the best Olympians per capita. And which, but, but the horror story that was developing would be that Canada would have to play the Americans in the next round to decide who goes to the gold medal game. Well, let's face it, we 
don't want that. I mean, <laughs> anybody that's a hockey fan wants the Americans and the Canadians in the gold oh, medal. Oh, no, man. I'm so totally some, going for Finland. So we'll some, take, Canada will take well, the U.S. Canadian team is on a mission. No one is going to even touch them, dude. That's right. No, they're The U.S. made a Men's huge error by not bringing uh, Cammy Granado back. I mean, they totally disrespected. That would be like the, the Canada, so. Canadian team um, saying, oh, no, Haley, you're, uh, you know. Although yeah. there was that incident uh, at, at Nagano. When, you know, but anyway, I saw one under the bridge. But unfortunately, you guys can't see strong. my facial expressions right now while Dave is describing this to me. But um, yeah, the U- U.S. women are strong, and Dave, they did come back and won six three. They scored uh, five or six oh, unanswered. So, so damn. Fre- I won the upset. I love the upset. Yeah, not going to happen. But Finland looks good, and Canada plays them next to decide oh, whether or not they play them. Wow, intrigue. I think the women's hockey is getting a lot more attention this year because they started the tournament before, so it's pretty much wrapping up as the men's is getting going. Where the last time it was kind of parallel with one another, and it made for as a hockey fan, it made for a real busy schedule because I was going between both uh, both events too. Agreed, and you know I've been watching uh, a little bit uh, locally people that watch Sportsnet, uh, Taylor and Pratt, and some of these shows that are out there. And their biggest criticism with the women's hockey program right now in the Olympics is really there's three teams. Four, if you want to include Sweden, and the rest just aren't cutting it. And they somehow have it in the rules where the goal differential does count in case of a tiebreaker. It's become embarrassing. It's become an embarrassment. And they interviewed Haley today, Haley Wickenheiser, and she's like, look, you know, goals count, so we're going to go out and score as many as we can. If it's three, five, or 15, that's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to show our skill. Now... If they were to change the rules somewhat, where a goal differential didn't count, well, I'm sure you're going to see the third and fourth liners if, on there, and they're probably going to pull the goalie. Five max or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like mean, that. go to softball where there's there's yeah. a skunk rule after you know so many yeah, innings. So many I mean, things. because how would it feel the uh, those poor Italian girls? And, and one of the one of the local guys made a great point. I mean, they're 15, 16, 17 year old teenagers yeah. playing against. You know, Haley Wickenheiser. Yeah, I mean, that's like, ahead. you know, no, the midget yeah. A Burnaby eight rinks team playing playing against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's a bit of a mismatch, but but I think the, the intent is by two or three more Olympics down the road that those other countries will catch up and eventually we'll have maybe a five or a six horse race instead of the two horse race. I think so. And Haley also addressed that too, where she said maybe Canada should be sending some coaches and really paying some attention to Finland and Sweden, which she called the mo- two most important countries Agreed. in women's hockey. And uh, and if yeah. if we could get a few more countries on board, because it seems like Russia dominate every other sport, so they could be able to come up with a women's hockey team pretty easily. Yeah. Right? And do you see them in the biathlon? Oh, Holy they're, smokes! They're, they're clinical. F- oh, they're funny. It's like the robots and everyone else. Yeah, it is. And how about all the scandal and intrigue in cross country? I mean, that's a really aerobically demanding sport, but it's so off the radar in North America. Is like, but biathlon and cross country are enormously huge on TV in Europe. Uh, and and I had a great time watching them in Salt Lake. You know, and a lot of people say, you know, why they even have these? These are legacy sports. I mean, these are sports that that identify the Winter Games with the Olympics. Absolutely. And I personally love the biathlon. I, I couldn't them. name one person in Canada that's involved in that sport. We nor finished have more I ever... in the '60s and '70s. You yeah. got it. And and but then again, you know, I mean, 
it's got there's some balance there. I mean, I think it's a pretty exciting. I don't know what guns, you know, people will say, oh, guns and shooting and what is that kind of a sport is that? But really and truly, it's an amazing sport. Oh yeah, you it, have to drop your heart rate from a thousand miles an hour to yeah. like peace zen master. Yeah. It, it, it completely, completely. Imagine if you had to run a marathon, yeah, and then thread a needle every you know couple of hundred, <laughs> hundred meters or something. Anyway, absolutely. So I think those sports are great, although some people you know don't find them that interesting, and it's all about the snowboarding and the hockey and the downhill skiing. Um, I think you got to look a little deeper into that. It's it is a global game. Yeah, and I think that goes back to our comments we made earlier about just having a TV channel with all this unlimited spectrum of satellite. Have a channel for everything. I mean, when we get the NHL center ice, yeah. would have ten channels of hockey. Give me a channel each for every Olympic sport, and give me every bit of coverage. And when there's not stuff going on, replay stuff. Yeah, come on, I would watch it. What's that worth so. to you? That's worth a hundred bucks, easy. And in, and in fact, I mean, maybe the cable companies uh, shit the bed on that whole thing. I mean, you know, for those that have, are cable subscribers or digital subscribers, excuse me, that have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of channels, how, how hard would that be for them to facilitate such a request? It'd be easy. It seems like a slam dunk. It seems like more like a rights issue and a conservative nature about the media for, you know, covering this. Well, this is always the way we've done it. We've got yeah. a huge pile of money from Visa and Coke and whatever. McDonald's or whatever. Know, yeah. And, uh, and we just pile this up and it's kind of an old boys club old boys and girls whatever I'm not gender specific in old clubs no I, but, think, I uh, think the viewers out there will, will know what you're talking about right and uh, so I think there's a they need a little bit of a wake up call to be honest about what the new media is like and citizen journalism and the, people want instant access to all the information and they don't want just the highlights and what American with a good smile did what each day they yeah. want to see the whole events in context which yeah. is really the great thing about being there yeah yeah, and the CBC, I mean, I have my woes with the CBC, but really, as Canadians, we're only entitled to watch what they decide is important to us. And that frustrates the hell out of me because there there is a huge curling audience, let's say, in Canada, so you're going to see the entire curling match, granted it was on TSN, but I mean, you get little snippets of some sports here and there, and they keep constantly going back and forth. i got to tell you, in some of these races, I want to see the whole race. For sure, you know. For I, sure. I mean, granted, you know, a long 50, uh, two hour, three hour cross country race, you can't, you're not going to be able to televise the whole thing. But I mean, certain sports. I mean, wow. I mean, I think the fans need that too. I think so too. I'm in total agreement with you on on all of that. I want more Olympics all the damn time, and I want it in full context so I can know, you know, that downhill yeah. skiing where that French kid on the last run, everyone else had packed up and gone home, and they were getting. You know, they were That's heading right. to the pub yep. to celebrate, and this French kid came down and just blew away the field. And it reminded me of Rebliotti uh, back Completely. in, in Nagano, you know, where everyone was like, well, the, this course is trash, it's foggy, everyone's packed up and gone home. Yep. Ross is a couple seconds down, and he just came in and killed it. And lit and, it up. Oh, uh, it was great stuff. Hey, well, we should talk some more about uh, the men's hockey tournament, but I have an empty beer cup okay. glass. Okay. And so I'm going for a refill. And uh, so let's take a brief intermission, sound the horn, uh, and uh, we'll be right back to talk about the whole men's hockey tournament. Oh, Sounds it's great, be a beauty. Sounds good. Okay, right on. That was a tasty little respite out there in the porch, I'd have to say, wasn't it? I concur. <laughs> well, we are in agreement on that, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to be in agreement on much else here with this men's hockey tournament. Well, otherwise it might be boring, right? You don't want to listen to two guys that just agree about everything. I just you don't sound think like we're politicians gonna... that way. <laughs> I just don't think we're going to agree. Now, 
Looking at this tournament, first of all, yes. uh, they, they're doing the tournament a little bit different this time around than they did in Salt Lake. That's right. In, in Salt Lake, they had the, all the teams divided into two pools. Uh, pool B, which was the lower-end teams, um, Slovakia, Latvia, Ukraine, Belarus, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and they played round robins. And then the top two advanced, which happened to be Belarus and Germany, to, and advanced to play the top six that's they formed right. two more divisions that played round robins in right. amongst themselves. So they we played three round robin games, and then it was the tur- then it was the single elimination crossover quarters, semis, and the finals. Right. Right. But this time around, they're doing a little bit different, and one of the reasons for that is it was a little unfair to countries who had some NHL players or some pro talent, but they weren't Wait. able to use those players because they were playing in the Pool B tournament. And the NHL didn't release until until you know a week before the uh, before the game started. Example, I guess, right there would be Olaf Kolzig. Yeah, he wouldn't have. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't able to play for Germany in the last Olympics because of that situation. And Germany took a strategy where they tried to soldier on and say, "Well, we'll just play with who we got, and we'll just fill our roster, and we're just not going to have our NHLers. We'll deal with it." Yes. But what Slovakia did is they said, "Well, we're just going to kind of parachute our guys in as they become available, right?" and hope for some cooperation from some of the NHL teams. And some of the NHL teams cooperated and said, yeah, that's cool, man, you can take a game off. But most of the teams didn't. So in some games, Slovakia only dressed like 14, 17 players for some of these games, yeah. missing all their high-end talents. So they're a team that's really going to benefit from this new format for sure. Yes. But I think it's going to make for a better tournament in general. Because Canada, for example, in our round robin, we have to play Czech, we have to play Finland, we have to play Germany, Switzerland, and Italy. We start with Italy tomorrow at 4 a.m., which is which is uh, nice. think they can break the 15 nothing that the, uh, that the, the women, women put on the Italians or what? <laughs> You know, unless uh, unless uh, Bertuzzi defects to the Italian team, uh, um, Italy's going to be in tough a little bit. But uh, Switzerland, they have a couple NHLers now with right. uh, Abisher and Gerber. That's right. And they're a country that's trying to boost themselves up. Germany had some NHLers, but Sturm and Jochen Hecht are both injured, but they'll have Ole Kohlzig. Germany plays a real defensive That's, uh, that's right. And this Seidenberg uh, from the Flyers, great player. Oh, yeah, he's got a big shot. I saw him last Olympics, and he was one that totally stood out. Yeah. The Germans, of course, play a real conservative offensive style, and if they can get a team off their balance, they might be able to steal a, steal a game. And it's going to give them a chance to uh, just face some stiffer competition, too. Yeah, and to compete with the big boys. I mean, granted, we know that the, the, the playing field is going to be tilted in the favor of the elite countries. Um, but hey, Olaf Kolzik could, you know, turn into an Archer Zerbe if anyone remembers the last Olympics. I mean, look, oh, look at how well Latvia did. I mean, they had not one NHLer on their team, and they beat the Swedes. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, that was, that, was that, was, that was Belarus. That was Belarus. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting off. Um, but Latvia, man, they're they're a team that that uh, that I'm a I'm, I'm a total fan of the Latvians because the Latvian hockey fans. I'm a fan of the Latvian hockey fans, right? I, and Archer Zerbe will be playing for Latvia, and he is a superhero in Latvia because he was, uh, you know, Latvia was former Soviet Republic, and when they would have inner, inner provincial play or whatever in the Soviet world, where Latvia right. would play the Moscow Dynamo or whatever, uh, uh, Archer Zerbe would just play like a stallion for for Latvia, and so he's uh, 
he's a total hero in their lands. I I was I really love that story you told me when you were at the at the Salt Lake Games at how amazing these Latvian fans were. You said there wasn't a moment of silence. They sang from start to end. I guess it's much nuts. similar to you know World Cup soccer. Yep, they're or, on their feet the whole time. Yeah, and they said that not one of them was sober. I think he said too. Right? <laughs> I can't go on record officially <laughs> saying that. Um, and I actually tried to like go over and get close, but they were like a really tight close-knit big mob of, of Latvians in this sort of Merlot Burgundy gear that they wear. And then their president, a husky woman, a uh, um, middle-aged woman, went down and did a little uh, in-game sideline interview and came on saying, Latvia will win because our players kick ass. It was great. Fantastic. So I'm a total fan of Latvia, but they're in tight with the division, their group. They have to play Russia. And yeah. who knows what, what to expect from Russia. Yeah, the great enigma, aren't they, really? They, they've they medaled every Olympics since, like, I don't know, ever? The 50s? Yeah, first. like the Soviets and then the Russians. So they yeah. always manage to find a medal one way or another. Well, right away, Pavel Bure is the general manager of the team, so you know they've got a problem right away. <laughs> okay? And, I mean, not, not a knock on Pavel. Why is it not Igor, you know? Exactly. Igor not take the gig? Come on, there's a lot of elder statesmen in Russian hockey. I think they could they could have done a better job. Anyway, it will it'll. There's a it'll big change. It's a big change in the guard because Fedorov's not going to play. McGillney's not going to play. Um, Javi Bulin's not there. He's That's injured, right. and so they're going to have Brulzagov from the Ducks, the, the Anaheim backup. For those of you that don't know, and uh, and then, but then they got all this crop of new wicked young players. Kovalchuk and Ovechkin alone are I extremely dangerous. Kovalchuk? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, look at right there, those three players. Datsuk, oh, Kovalchuk, yeah. Oveshkin. They're playing the young kid, um, Malkin. Malkin. I yeah. saw him on the roster. Now, granted, he might not get a bunch of time. Well, from he's He sounds like a dynamite player, though, so... But there's 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 some snipers on the Russians that, that you know... We can't forget about. There's still a very deep team. Um, you got Yashin, you've got Kozlov, you've got Frolov, who plays for the Kings. I'm not going to mention Zamnov. Oops, I did. But I mean, a Finneganov, uh, Kovalev, of course. I mean, they've they've got some skilled players. But yeah, I think, all I can say is where's Chubarov? But uh, yeah, and and where's the defense? I mean, really, Volchenkov, Gonchar, uh, Kasparitis. I mean, it's a very offensive-minded defense core. Well, we'll see what happens with them, and then what, and then the Slovakians we talked about a little bit. Talk about a stacked group of forwards! Holy smokes, man! Just Big time. Hosa, Shatan's a bit of a floater, but can put the puck in the net. Marian Gaborek has been killer. Pavel Dimitra's top notch. So we'll see what we see from them too. Another one of my favorite players that I like to take in my pool is Nagy from the Phoenix Coyotes, who's really led the team the last two or three seasons. Yeah, too bad he's injured, eh? Is he not going to make it over there? Oh, I'm pulling out all these shit nuggets, aren't I? I just keep, <laughs> I keep, i misinformation out there. What's going on? Jeez, I'm logging you the softballs, eh? I know, and no, I keep no, no. fouling I them out be, of the park. I might be totally wrong, to be honest. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I, you, you may be, you may it's be right. It's happened but. before, but they got Peter Bujaz, who's played in, a little bit for the Avalanche. That's right. And uh, and where the loop, uh, what's his Don't name? Don't has been their goaltender for the last bunch of tournaments, and that's sort of been their Achilles heel. And their monster on defense. Andre the uh, Zdeno the Giant. Yeah, wow. Right. Yeah. Look out. And Mez- uh, is Mezeros? Yeah, Mezeros Mez- is a Slovakian as well. From that's the, right. Uh, senators, and he's like he's leads the Senators with like plus twenty three. I think he's top plus minus in the league. What a rookie! Holy Fan- smokes! Fantastic. 
So, you know, the Slovakians were really frustrated with their performance at the last Olympics and came back to win the World Championship, which is sort of lightly regarded by some countries, but high, more highly regarded in, in others. Right. But, uh, you know, go Slovakia. They deserve a better break. They were, they've been a little pissed because when Czechoslovakia divorced, Czech kind of inherited the Czechoslovakian hockey legacy. That's right. So we'll see what happens with them. And then Sweden, geez, no one wants to win this tournament more than Sweden. Talk about a team that's had some uh, foibles. I tell you, uh, that goalie Lundqvist, he could give some teams some difficulty. I mean, I know we've all heard that Forsberg might not play and Naslund's not playing, but when you look how deep that team is, and Lundqvist was a superstar last year in the, in the Swedish Elite League, and he's having a fantastic season for the Rangers right now. So I think any, anybody out there, watch out for the Swedes. I think they could do some damage. And they got a great crop of defensemen. So where the Swedes' strength traditionally has sort of been with their crafty forwards and that team That's right. play that they, they manifest, now they got, I mean, Olin Lidstrom as your top defensive pairing. Good night. Oh, can you imagine? Cool. I mean, the power play on that team. Uh, Zetterberg, Forsberg. Uh, granted, Nazel's not there, but Danny Alfredson right there. I mean, and the Sedin. Did you hear that they put in an application for Carter to get a Swedish uh, Swedish citizenship? I heard that, and I and I, submitted. and I and I yeah, and I heard that he might have to peroxide his hair to try and sneak under the bar. But uh, I don't think they're going to give it to him. What do you oh, think, David? I think it's probably unlikely, but you know, crazier things have happened. <laughs> well, then there's the U.S. team, and the U.S. has brought kind of a mix of oldsters and youngsters to the to the camp. And uh, well, I'm really not sure what to expect from them, but I'm not a huge fan of the U.S. team and some of their players anyway, to be honest. I like Scotty Gomez, but aside from uh, uh, aside from that, it kind of thins out for me. Well, it's going to be disappointing to not see Brett Hall out there. Unbelievable, and even Jr. You know, and Jr. as well. And then the, you look at Chelios and, you know, the 60-year-old's out there and he's going to do it one more time. You know what I mean? And he's, and he's playing good hockey right now. So it should be interesting to see how the Americans, if they, if they can pull it together. I think they've got a, a deep enough team with some young talent, you know, and Modano's and mixed in there with the Kachucks, Drury, Gionta, who's having just a fantastic year. Yes, um, they might be able to pull it together and go, you know what, guys? We have absolutely nothing to lose. Nobody's even put us on the radar. They're probably ranked, what, fifth? Maybe. Yeah. Off the top? I think that's where I put them at. I mean, and the, and Canada, Czech, Sweden. And the Dave Thorvald rankings, I think they came in fifth, I think. Are you, but you're Norwegian, though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we don't even make it. What's up with the Norwegians not being a strong hockey country, by the way? Unbelievable. They made Nagano. They made Nagano, but since then it's been downhill. That's upsetting to me. It really is. I mean, <laughs> what the hell else do you do in Norway? It's the Swedes are there. The Finns are there. Come on, Norway. Where's the pride? I know, but wait. Are the, what happened to Denmark? Dare we even mention Denmark? I, I, oh, man, now we're a threat. Now we're Jeez. a threat talking about Denmark. Now they're just not a, they're another country that's not a strong hockey country. That's you true. know, also, uh, that's true. Austria didn't make it into this year's tournament. And they're another country that's just they're on the cusp, and there's sort of a sea pool out there in international competition. That's right. Where like uh, some of these other teams are trying to buy their way, you know, buy their way up into the into uh, in- the B pool and get to play with the bigger kids. But it takes a while to build a. I mean, it's an extremely competitive sport. And yep. you know, I was saying to uh, Totler the other day, you know, if you know Canada doesn't rank very high sometimes in the medal counts, but if they count each player on the uh, hockey team as a separate medal. 
we would do really good. And, you know, 23 players on a hockey team, they're all contributing. Why don't they, why don't we cut them off? <laughs> well, so it'd be 46 last year. Not bad. But you see, the problem with that, Dave, is then you've got the Russians and Germans winning like all the luge events, and you're going to have to count those as four, 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 four three, two, two, all the two. bobsleds. So and you stuff. know we're do- we'd be doomed, I think, in that in that respect. But hey, you know, wouldn't it be great in uh, two or even perhaps you know three Olympiads from now, you see you know Great Britain with a hockey team and Japan. Yeah. And maybe Australia. I mean, I'm just reaching here. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I mean, some of the maybe Australia is not feasible, but I mean, some of these countries there is hockey. It's it's living and breathing there. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to see some of them explore the arena? Yeah, and and uh, Japan, of course, is the host country. Played in Nagano and That's got shelled. And Italy is up in the same situation this time. That's right. Um, but France was also in the tournament in Salt Lake, which was interesting. It was mostly expat Canadians on the team and they didn't fare very well but uh, that's right you know that third tier of international hockey is intriguing so it'd be great to see more of those countries step up yeah. and really take an active role in playing hockey and and if I may just revert back to uh, the task at hand yes I have a feeling the checks are gonna be absolutely amazing oh yeah the checks um, not only do they have fantastic goaltending and they have fantastic forwards who are used to playing together. And they have a team that's a good mix of young players, like experienced players, and young, fresh, excited players. Uh, they used to, you used to say the Czechs had a weak defense. You can't really say that now. They're not, the defense isn't super strong, but their, fi- their play as a five-man unit yeah. is unparalleled. And in my book... The Czechs are really the team to beat. They had a little bit of a dip in the last Olympics. That's right. And the Czechs love their hockey, and they're passionate about it, and Yager's playing nuts. Hasek's back on a mission, and they got Vokun as their second goalie. Shut up! I mean, are you kidding me? Vokun's fantastic. So, besides Canada, who I'd never bet against, Czechs are a team to look at for sure. Yeah, and, and those of you who disagree, I'm just going to name a couple of names that intrigue me the most. Uh, Duke. Hemsky, Jager, Lang, Prospel, Rosinski, Straka. I mean, those are just the ones. I left out a whole bunch of other ones, but those are the ones that people can identify with. They're all having great years, powerhouse offensive players. And, you know, just back to the de- the, the defense, I mean, Merrick Malik, I mean, Canucks fans, we know what a stay-home big, you know, guy he is back there. But they've got both Caberley brothers, Kubina, who, who's won a Stanley Cup last year with Tampa Bay, and Spasik and Zidlicki, who are fantastically offensive-minded. I mean... All right, I like to call them Space Cake. Space Cake? That works. I could see that. Yeah, no, it's just uh, sort of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be... Man, I just can hardly wait. I can hardly wait. Oh, yeah. And really the strength for the Czechs, though, I think, beyond any of those individual players, and a lot of them are good individual players and game-breakers in their own right, but their play is a yeah. five-man unit. They sort of, they somehow all these Czech players that may be greedy, in, greedy players in their NHL play suddenly learn how to play great team defense, work together as a five-man unit, probably better than any group of players, including Canada, I'd, I'd put in that thing, where Canada relies more on instinct and gut and individual effort. That's right. Where the Czechs, I mean, holy smokes, they play some great hockey together. And what so, a power play. Whew. Oh, and I mean, let's face it, it's going to be like, a la the Stanley Cup playoffs, power plays are crucial in the Olympics. 
you know, in a short tournament. Oh man! I mean, yeah. when you get a power play, you have to capitalize anyway. Well, the Czechs are going to win a lot of two, two nothing, and two to one games. I think. I think so. With their goaltending and their team play, all they're going to need is a couple. And the, one of the games I'll always remember is the Czechs just pummeling Russia at the last Olympics, um, and not being able to break the Berlin Wall. And they outshot them maybe 43 to 25 or something like that. Yeah. But Russia won one nothing. So the games are going to be close. In, in uh, whether they go in Czech's favor or not is a, is another story. Yeah, I think no, I think you're right. I think you're right, Dave. Now Finland has done fantastic in the last few tournaments. Where Finland used to be the kind of like that sixth place hockey country, that other one that we invite along because the That's little right. the little neighbor kid up the road. That's right. We got to include him. <laughs> right, but they've. Uh, had some really good performances where they're a top four team in the last, you know, the World Cup. They were a silver medal team. That's right. The Olympics, they had a great showing last time around. That's right. I mean, look at their goalie right off the bat, Mika Kiprasov. Fantastic. Well, it's... There was a poll on NHL.com wondering if Mika Kiprasov could be considered for the heart right now at this point of the NHL. Well, I think that's the case. And he's so dedicated to winning the heart trophy that uh, he's declined to come to the Olympics to play for Finland. And so, to rest his groin. And Fuck, then, I did it again, hey Dave? And uh, But that's cool, man. It's, well, they're changing, these are changing every day, right? You know. Uh, but he okay. pulled out a couple weeks ago and then Kerry Lettinen, or right, Lettonen, huh? which way do you say it? Lettonen or Lettinen? Letting them in. <laughs> from, from Kerry Atlanta, will be letting them in. Uh, from the Atlanta Mr. Thrashers. <laughs> he's had some groin issues. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How many times have I said groin? And so he's yeah. pulled out. So now they have to go down to their backup backup goalies, which are Antero Nidamaki from the Flyers, who's sort of quasi number yeah. one with Robert Ash, who's playing for the U.S. team, That's and then right. uh, uh, Passy Nermanin. Is that who it is? Is uh, will be right. on there. I think that's who I came in to right. replace uh, Lettinen, who's backs up. Um, who's the third goalie in Buffalo? Who I think we might be a great Canuck pickup. But beyond that, they're. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what to expect from them. Has their mojo run out? Have they got some new jam in there? Tomo Rutu, who's a f- Yarko's brother, of That's course, right. a Canucks fan, we know him. That's right. Isn't going to be there. Um, has uh, Has Saku Koivu got another uh, got another miracle with his emotional leadership? I'm not sure what to expect from them this time. I think they they might have uh, kind of played out their card, but I'm I'm really not sure. This is a this is a question mark for me. Look for them to get under the skin of their opponents and to win, if they do win, any way they can. Because looking at them on paper, they're not as deep as some of the aforementioned teams, uh, the Swedes and the Czechs and the like. Of course, <laughs> of course, the big boys here, Team Canada. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, I can see that being the, the, you know, the way they, they succeed. I mean, the Yarko Rutus, uh, the Vili Niemenins of the world, getting out there and getting under people's skin. They got great team speed with uh, Sammy Kapanen and uh, both Koivu brothers playing. Tamo Solanis, who's uh, having a resurgence in his career, and Yuri Lettinen, who's a perennial Selkie candidate. So, I, I'm with you. I think uh, we might see some some uh, decent performance and get them uh, getting under some skin. But she's with such a talent laden lineup. Who knows how they'll finish? Very yeah. Good point. Good point. Now, uh, besides the Kazakhs, who uh, there's really not a lot to say about the Kazakhs because they're sort of the Italy of the other pool. They're a little bit of a stronger team. Um, That's yep. I got. I, I haven't done any advanced scouting. Well, they, do, they, they do have Nick Andropov. 
who will be leading the team. Holy shit, is he still in the league? Is he still, still playing for the laughs? He is playing uh, for the Toronto Make Me Laughs. Yeah, we're probably dying to try and trade him, eh? <laughs> and look, there's another uh, Avalanche third-string goalie playing for them, too. So, so but right on. Thanks for showing up, Kazakhstan. You're, you're like one of my favorite Stans. You know, I've seen a lot of different spellings for Kazakhstan. I thought it had an H in it there. I, I, you know, I think it does. Yeah. You know, I saw ESPN had Jeremy Weatherspoon listed as USA on a website the other day. Is that right? And I went to try and find it today, and I couldn't find the same. I should have screen captured it. But I was like, right on, we'll trade him for like, uh, you yeah. know. Well, and you know what's really funny is when Jennifer Howe won her gold medal the in the Broken Italian, they said, and from the USA, Jennifer Howe. And she opened her mouth, and she's like, what, what? Anyway, the guy quickly, you know, got it corrected and, and it said happened from with Canada. A, someone mixed up and was introducing a, an Austrian at the uh, at the medal ceremony and from Australia. And they're like, perfect. Dude, Australia, I don't think, did they show, did they come? Any Australians here? You know, it's too damn cold for those Aussies. And the few that like the cold, they're sitting up at Whistler right now. <laughs> so then we get to the, uh, <clears throat> I would say maybe the he- one of the heavier metal favorites, eh? Well, like, uh, you might be on to something there, eh? I don't want to go out on a limb, like, too far. But I think Team Canada, despite all the distractions that they can't shut up about... Ugh, uh, I'm sick to death of this whole gambling <sighs> debacle. I didn't even want to mention it, but we have to because it's relative. Well, I think it's relative from the standpoint that mainstream media... And we've talked about this a little bit, about mainstream media being kind of out of touch with what the consumers want. But media doesn't like creating conference controversy but they sure or controversy but they sure do like covering one and uh ain't that the truth and and they've blown this Gretzky thing and Brian Williams should be ashamed of himself for as much time as he brings it up the guy ah and then these reporters in these media scrums were Wayne's politely asking could I get another question please can we have a question okay I think I already covered that how many times can I say no and they, they can't yeah. come up with another question. All those guys should be obliged to turn in their hat credentials. I agree. And go back to writing about high school sports in Peoria because they are not fit for covering Olympic caliber hockey. And the local guys that I've seen on Sportsnet and, and the like here in town are saying the media has every right to ask those questions. Oh, they're the hard-hitting questions. You know what? And the guy, yeah, and sorry to interrupt, but the one guy go. stood up before, who, whoever introduced Wayne stood up there and said, look, hockey, 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 only questions. Then Wayne got it there and said, okay, I think we've gone over this enough. We're here now. And the guy, the first thing out of his mouth was, oh, I hear when you're in Vegas, you like to bet big. Well, who the fuck doesn't when they're in Vegas? Gretzky laughed it off and just said, guys, hey, I just told you, hockey only. You know, and some, you know, idiot from the Calgary Sun or some godforsaken little ratty newspaper here in Canada has to ask those questions. Bugs the shit out of me. It, it, I'm, uh, it drives me absolutely nuts. It drives me crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and, and having this the great hockey player, and you have potentially the greatest hockey team ever assembled in the in the history of hockey. That's right. I mean, all the one of equal of many great teams, and they can't ask a decent question. Yeah. And then they start talking about Danny Heatley again and Todd Bertuzzi. Well, Danny Heatley and Todd Bertuzzi are accustomed to facing the media and having all that media scrutiny. That's right. And look, Danny Heatley defrayed a lot of the attention away from Gretzky today. And then Pat Quinn comes out, and Pat Quinn is like, come on, dude. Come, could, you, could you go through the class that they sent all the rest of the hockey players through where they, ever, they just say something sensible and short and concise? That's right. Pat, you know what? Don't tell me about it. we came here as professionals. Let's pretend the Olympics are amateurs, which leads me to another point that I wish they would stop saying which NHL club team these guys play for. You know, 
They put on their sweater, let them play for their country without them being, and we don't need that extra intrigue. Everyone knows, hello, the people who are watching Olympic hockey, they probably follow along a little bit of hockey in their own time. Yeah, Dave, and, but you know, the problem is the media has to cater for the one retarded person out there that doesn't know that Todd Bertuzzi is a Canuck and that Jerome McGinley is a Calgary Flame because he'll probably send in a bunch of emails. Anyway, I, I, I hear you, though. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. Come on, guys. <sighs> so so on, those unfil- on those news feeds that we want, those TV news feeds, we can just have them without commentary, too. It can be make your own. It can be open source commentary. Very good point. <laughs> Very good indeed. Yeah, fill in the blanks. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how the hockey coverage will be and who they'll have working the teams. I imagine it'll be the usual suspects. I just hit, hope they get... Uh, Houston over there for some of it, and well, you know he, you know he's there, right? Oh yeah, I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he, look at this! You coming through with the breaking news? Oh nice. my God! I'm one nice for five, work. people. I'm one for five, and I would bet you the rest of this pint that he'll be paired up with Greg Millen as the B team. Ah! Bob Cole and Harry will be the A team, ah, and for all those people out there, wherever you are in the world, to have to listen to Greg Millen for more than. About at 10 seconds is painful enough. Anyway, but thank God for Jim Houston. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, thank goodness for Jim Houston. He's the best in the business as far as I'm concerned of the, the new crop of young announcers, younger announcers, which means less than Neolithic. We're doing quote, quote signs in the air, ladies and gentlemen. Quote younger. <laughs> younger. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm dying for the coverage. You know, Steve Armitage, um, he's really good at everything, but not great at anything. Yeah, I, I describe him as kind of unoffensive. He, you know what I mean? He's just kind of there. Yeah. And well, and he's been there for, I mean, it's not like anybody retires when you go to the CBC, right? Well, unless they fire you like Chris Cuthbert. Yeah. Well, who, incidentally, is uh, doing games on uh, the, the other networks now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's off the CBC. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they fired him during the, the the labor issue and the lockout and all that. Well, they had to come up with more money for Ron McLean, right? <laughs> Ron, who's a national treasure, man. Ron McLean keeps on getting better and better. Brian Williams, oh. I'm done. Terry Liebel, Most sorry. Turn in the credentials. Brian Williams is um, so annoying. Ian Hemmansing is like Canada's Bryant Gumbel. <laughs> Did the guy grow up in Nebraska? I mean, Ian. Bust it out, loosen, loosen it up, up man. buddy. Jesus Take the tie Christ. off. You're in. You're in the salt. You're in. You're, oh. you're, in the, you're at the Olympics, buddy. Take the tie off. Loosen and it up. And Gloria Makarenko. Ooh, I'm not gonna say what I think about her. Oh, Makarenko. Wow. <laughs> like a little Macarena with a Gloria. <laughs> but I digress. Um, uh, I'm hoping. We do. So to sum up, Team Canada rules. Way to go, Jennifer Heil. Snowboarding chicks rule. Uh, more coverage, more Olympics, more, 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 more coverage. Yes. And give it to us all the time as far as coverage goes. Team Canada rules. Watch out for Czech Republic. And maybe Finland. Sweden wants to win it. USA, Russia, wild cards. Slovakia. Go Slovakia. You deserve it. Latvia, we love your fans. We love We love your fans. Sorry that you won't make a medal. <laughs> <laughs> or even the medal round, for that sake. Well, it's cheap. the good news for the Latvians is cheaper travel expenses uh, this, this, this Olympics. And uh, right. I'm hoping for 2010 that if, if, if for some reason I, I come across a bunch of money in the next few years, which is unlikely since I don't buy lotto tickets and I'm not prone to working too hard, um, uh, I'm going to open up a guest house specifically for Latvian hockey fans and have a, 
a guest house. I love it. Yes, I love I'm gonna, it. I'm going to host the unofficial Latvia house, I think, is what I'd like to do. Dave, I think you're onto something here, buddy. Yeah, get Archer Zerbe, give him like a discount, like 10% off well, to he, come stay here. Yeah, he only needs a, uh, a small <laughs> bed anyway. He's a <laughs> tiny little whacker. <laughs> we got some hobbit rooms upstairs. That's right. Get him a cot. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll sew it up himself. He'll just lay down his wee little pads. That's right. Oh, he'll probably make his own little lean-to out of those things. <laughs> Fast asleep over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So, but you know what I love? I would love to know what other people are thinking out there in, in cyberspace and, and across the world, if anybody's even tuning oh, in and, and listening to these things. Um, some feedback would be would be would be great, don't you think? Yes. Well, go on to the limb and give me your your gold, silver, bronze for the men's hockey. Okay. Mine are up online already. Okay. Well, the the gold medal will be Canada. Yes, of course. And Canada. and 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 in, and in my opinion, the silver will be the Czechs. Alrighty. Ironically, that you say Czech, and in third will be the Russians. Oh, the Russians. Yeah. I uh, went the same with you with one, two. I bet you I went, went Sweden, though, didn't yeah, you? I, I, yeah, look what I just wrote, Swedes. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> Well, not a bad, not a bad combination. Well, that, well, that's just, that's us getting disagreeable. Look at that. Let's take that outside. Yeah, I think that's, it's going to be the Swedes, the Sedins, and Anson Carter. No, the Russians, they're, they're just yeah. too, they're just, they're too gritty and they're too skilled. Well, uh, geez, I have a hard time disagreeing with you, but I'm, I'll stick with the Swedes, but you're... Uh, the Russians, they've won a medal since forever, and who knows what can happen with them. But that's the joy of the Olympics. And you know what? At yeah. least one of the things we're guessing is going to be wrong. That's the great thing about this uh, the Olympics. It happens every time. I don't like to admit it, but you're probably correct. <laughs> there is probably going to be some errors to our wisdom. And uh, one thing I just wanted to interject quickly, though. Holler. Sweden without Forsberg, are you still calling them third? <sighs> um, no. Um, but they're saying, what, what the last I heard is he's coming, but he's going to not play the first two games. Right. He's going to sit kind of like Mario did with Canada. He sort of played one out of the first three. Yeah. And, uh, and then they'll bring him in the later rounds. But I think that's weird because, pardon me, um, the Swedish coach had said that he'd rather have uh, no, uh, someone else at 100% than anyone at 90% or 80%. That's why Nazan pulled that. But as I dug into yeah. it a little bit more... The Swedish papers and the Swedish fans, Naslin's not really high on their list. They, they're like Sweden's, uh, you know, uh, Naslin is like, uh, you know, he's like one of those other guys, right? It's all about uh, Forsberg yeah. and Sundin. And Danny, Danny Alfredson. Yeah. I know. I, I, I find that hard to believe. Given I don't know what that the is. success Naslin's had in the last four or five seasons. And I don't crazy. think anyone's had more goals over the last five seasons than him. Look that up. I'll go and someone look up who's per capita the best Winter Olympian country. Wow, that's very good. Yeah, per so capita. Math homeworks. Norway, Finland, Finland, Sweden are sort of the finalists. But who knows, Liechtenstein may get like two medals every year and, and, and blow How about Estonia? Estonia. They've already put up a couple. Um, yeah, and Latvia came through with one. Time. And I don't even know where Estonia is. It's right by Latvia. That's why I said it. You know, they're the old Baltic republics. That's right. That's and right. I, and I root for those countries because they lived under oppression for so many years, and I'm all about the freedom for the peoples, you know. That's right. That's right. And those poor Americans, when are they going to be set free? <laughs> oh, the times are changing. <laughs> one of those days. Four more finally... years. Four more years. <laughs> and with that in mind... We'll hope that we don't see another smiling uh, American speed skater beating our beloved Canadians once again tomorrow. No kidding. <laughs> Tough day for Canada, 
But we did get a silver in the cross-country relay. Yes, yes. On the Canada Trail. Becky Scott and her partner pulled through with a silver medal, and that was a fantastic race. It was, it was her and the Swedish gal uh, literally neck and neck right to the finish line. I don't think they could have pulled any faster or pushed any harder, and uh, it, was, it was great. Great race. Oh, killer, dude. So we got three medals. Yay! All right. We're taking over. We're owning the podium. Go Canada. That's right. Go Canucks, go.